Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Good man, another edition of Curd and Long. See Sparky Pfeiffer. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio at 1250amthefan.com. We'll have a Packer interview up this week. I'm not sure who yet. Colton Bartholomew covers the Badger football team. We'll talk about what apparently is an imploding situation in the locker room. And we'll talk about talk with him tomorrow, interviewing him tomorrow afternoon. So that'll be up tomorrow night. Uh, again, 1250amthefan.com. Plus details on the toy drive that starts November 27th, runs through December 1st. And Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. If you go to 1250amthefan.com now, you can click through. You can donate already online if you'd like to. Otherwise, love to see you down. Come on down. We'll talk about uh, Judas or whatever we're calling Craig Council, Snake in the Grass, whatever. Uh, we can talk about him if you'd like. We could talk about uh, the Bucks defense, which is worse than the Packers defense. Uh, what else can we talk about? We can talk about uh, this Packer game. Uh, well, actually, we'll have a couple of Packer games between now and then. Uh, but either way, Steelers over the Packers, 23 uh, to 19. Uh, Jordan Love, 21 of 40. Those aren't good numbers. Uh, 289 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. And that was the happiest I've been watching and after a Packer game since probably week one against the Bears by far. It was the happiest I was. I was in it put me in a great mood the rest of the night, put me in a good mood this morning until the council presser uh, and then his appearance on the score. And now I'm angry at the world again, but I was in a good mood prior to all of that. Uh, I, I love what I saw. I said last week on Friday when I did the show um, or was it Wednesday with you? No, I think it was Wednesday with you. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, that I would love to see him just go for over 300 yards. Just one freaking time. Go over 300 yards. Just one freaking time. And that'll get me through the offseason and, and, you know, holding off the anti-Jordan Love people. Uh, and I, I was good with that. He didn't get to 300. He got to 289. But that offense consistently moved the football all day long. Uh, and that's the best that offense has looked. Again, like I said probably since week one and the flags were limited on the offensive line, which was another big thing. I still don't understand this. Yash Nyman and we play Rasheed Walker in the second half crap. Still hate that. Um, but overall I, I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces about Jordan Love and the offense, the defense, whatever, but, but the offense I'm elated by very, very happy. Very, very excited. Put me in a great mood. Uh, and now we'll see if they can build on it for the chargers. That's two weeks in a row now. This offense has looked better, and they scored two touchdowns in the first half. Did we think we'd see that at all this year? I did not. I, I swear to God, I did it. I didn't think we'd see it at all this year. Uh, so I'm very happy about that, too. I'm, I'm, see, I'm getting in a better mood. I'm talking about the Packers. This is good. Uh, okay, Ryan Horvath now is probably going to try and bring me down. You follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight. Weeknights, Monday through Friday, is great college football a radio show. Saturday mornings, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. You can catch that on 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee. Uh, and talking college football tailgate to kickoff, part of the BetQL radio network. And with that, I've talked enough. Ryan Horvath, take it away. All right, I'm going to give you the good, I'll give you the bad, and I'll give you the ugly. Let's just start with the good first. Let's let's just take it piece by piece. We've got a whole podcast. Let's Let's start start with the good. Let's be happy to start. Yes. Let's start with the good. Friday, I was unable to join you. Uh, Did you predict the Packers to lose, I hope? Because I predicted the Packers to lose. They couldn't. Yeah, I'm not picking the Packers to win a game the rest of the year. I told you that two weeks ago. So, yeah. Not even. Wow. Don't they have the Panthers later on this season? No, unless something changes. No, I'm not picking them to win the rest of the year unless something changes. But no, 
They don't beat the Panthers. You got to do the podcast solo that week. I mean, that's the worst team I've ever seen in my life. All right, so the good from the weekend. Beat Stroud and the Texans, man. I did not have the opportunity to join you on Friday for the podcast, but I did have the opportunity to make it to the Dave Matthews Band concert. Oh yeah, and I got a little fool in the rain, a little Led Zeppelin. I got a little Pearl Jam cover, so that's the good from the weekend. For those of you that don't know, he is a Dave. He is a Dave Matthews maniacal fan like over the top how many times have you seen him like 30 we're gonna go with 41 because i'm thinking about so so here's what we need from management okay i'm broke all right all right from carrying the company on my back carrying bet mgm tonight on my back i'm still broke i got bills to pay you know and it's christmas is right around the corner so spark we need everybody to download the podcast download curd and long all right download it tell our boss mitch rosen whoever's our boss andrew williams i have like 14 bosses i never see any of them tell them to download it and tell them we need our damn subscription our bonus checks baby because i want to go to madison square garden on saturday and i don't have the funds for it right now you know why because i'm an idiot and i continue to back this stupid team, the Green Bay Packers. We're trying to be positive. Three and a half point dogs yesterday. No, I, I bet the Steelers. Unfortunately, everything else went to crap. This was the only smart pick that I made yesterday. But anyway, let's start with the good. I even tweeted out that if Jordan Love gave us that, that version of Jordan Love every single Sunday, I think Jordan Love will be a decent starting quarterback in the yep. National Football League. But then I had to tweet out at the end of the game, sigh, because then he went back to being Jordan Love. You know what I mean? It's like... um. It, it, it's it's kind of like if you have like a buddy from college and he was kind of like the wild guy, but like you have to be friends with him for the rest of your life. And then you're thinking like, maybe he's grown up, he's matured. I don't know. I might even be this person, but then it comes <laughs> like the first three and a half hours. You're like, see, he's normal again. But then you guys go out and by midnight, you know, he's running up a tab. He's getting kicked out of the place. And you're like, yep. nope, he just is what he is because you can't change people. And I think that that's Jordan Love because, again, like Jordan Love can make the throws, two touchdowns, 289 yards through the air. We almost had the 300-yard performance. But then we get that interception in the end zone with under four minutes to go. And then another interception on the game's final play. And it's like that's that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like there's some good, but then there's some bad. And it makes me question whether he's the guy, you know, the guy in the future here. I'll say this yeah, really maybe he's Dak Prescott. Who you knows? Know, maybe that's maybe he's Prescott. You know who? No, he's definitely not Dak. I would take Dak's good. Could Dak's Dak, really throw, good. Pick, Dak throws picks in big situations all the time. I mean, so yeah. that that wouldn't be too surprising if that's what he ends up being. If he ends up being that, then no, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a good quarterback that gets his team to playoffs every year and can't finish. And that's pretty much Rodgers outside of one year. He just misses like too many. I don't know, man. Like he also though. Um, God, I'm trying to be positive here. These wide receivers, like Christian Watson is not he that was, guy. Everybody was all over he's, Christian Watson on Twitter. He's not a number one wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs, God bless his soul. He's a number three or a number four on a 10-win team. I love Jaden Reed. Here, let's let's go something good. Jaden Reed led the Packers in receiving. Five targets, five catches. Caught every single target. 84 yards and a touchdown. He now has four touchdown catches on the season. He has 417 receiving yards. Jaden Reed was a very good draft pick. He should be used a little bit more in the offense. Uh, Luke Musgrave, second on the team in receiving yards. couple really big catches, 64 total yards. He has over 300 receiving yards. So I'll say this, Luke, Mus- Luke Musgrave geez, and Jaden Reed look like players. Jordan Love, I'm still not there yet. A.J. Dillon, the last couple weeks. 
has been really good. It. I'm going to rag on, on A.J. Dillon when he stinks. I have to, um, you know, give him praise when he's good. And he led the team again, 70 rushing yards on only nine carries. Oh, he yeah, had a big 40-yard run. run. I was like, what yeah. the hell is this? An explosive run from A.J. Dillon? Uh, Aaron Jones, 13 carries, just 35 yards, but did have three receptions for 19 yards. I feel like they were kind of like forcing, trying to get him involved in the offense. The trick plays have to stop Thank because you. we just don't have the personnel to run them. Like I was the guy calling for them, but then I watched them and they make me want to throw up, rip my eyeballs out and, and jump off a uh, flight, a flight of stairs. Uh, the, the Steelers offense is not good. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren both find the end zone in this game. Harris, 16 carries, 82 yards. Warren, 15 carries, 101 yards. I was actually coming around a little bit on the run defense, thinking that they've been playing a little bit better. But the Steelers have one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League. The play calling's not good. Joe Barry has to go. Matt Canada is the worst play caller in the National Football League, and he schooled you yesterday. I even tweeted that out. I mean, like he made Joe Barry made um, made uh, Matt Canada look like Andy Reid yesterday. So I have I hate the defense. You know, there's some guys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Jair is not healthy once again, but I don't know. The good is Jaden Reed, Luke Luke, uh, Luke Musgrave looked like right. player. AJ Dillon's I, been playing better. The the bad is the defense still sucks. There you're you missing one guy. You, you missed one guy in your analysis of the offense. Dontavious Wicks um, looks like he also is a real good player here, and we've seen it in spurts throughout the year when they give him uh, more reps. This is from Wendell Ferreira uh, from A to Z Sports. Uh, a tweet that he put out. Uh, passer rating when targeted: Aaron Jones, 107.9. Luke Musgrave, 105.5. Jaden Reed, 104.4. Dontavious Wicks, 101.5. Dylan, 97.3. Dobbs, 84.8. You want to guess what the passer rating is when he throws to Christian Watson? What Jordan Love's passer rating is when he throws to Christian Watson? When he Watson? throws to, jo- to Christian Watson. So over 100 uh, for Jones, Musgrave, Reed. How much? 38 point. No, no, no. Hold on. That's giving too much credit. I'm going to go 23.1. No, you were going the right way. 47.9 passer rating when he throws the ball to Christian Watson. And again, Christian Watson has caught um, caught a lot of flack. Now, this is what I want to ask you, because you're the Aaron Rodgers guy on the show more than I am. Yeah. So last year, he was among the best in football contested catches. This year, he's like the worst in football at contested catches. And I'm not even being over the dramatic. I'm being serious. He's like among the worst, if not the worst at contested catches. And last year he was among the best. So what's changed? There's no Rogers there to chew him out or like what, what happened? I don't know. I mean, I mean that's always... a dramatic difference from I mean, one like, year to the next. I mean, he was really inconsistent the first eight weeks of last season. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I was never the biggest Christian Watson guy. Yeah, he really took off the final couple weeks of the season when they were playing really bad defenses, and Aaron Rodgers and him were finally on the right page, same page. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. But, yeah, I mean, first play of the season last year should have went for six against Patrick Peterson, and he drops a a for-sure touchdown. That kind of, like, in my opinion, set the tone for the season. Rodgers didn't want to go back to him, was forced to go back to him all season long because – you know, every week he was a big part of the playbook. He would get hurt and Matt LaFleur would be like, ah, well, you know, Christian Watson was a big part of the game plan and he went down early. I don't know. I just don't think he is what they want him to be. Like you said, I feel better about Wicks, better yes. about Jaden Reed. And uh, yeah, like Christian Watson struggles to stay on the field, the drops. I mean, him and Jordan Love not being on the same page and makes no sense, right? Weren't they spending all this time together yeah. in the season? All these guys, yep. you know, maybe that doesn't matter like we thought, you know, and uh, 
Uh, who knows? All right, here's he, some more numbers. He, he Zach, just, he's on my fantasy team too. He sucks. Yeah, I didn't draft him. Uh, Zach Cruz last three weeks. Talking about your th- about three guys we were just talking about. Jaden Reed last three weeks, fourteen catches, hundred and ninety six yards and a touchdown. I'll take yeah. that. Uh, Luke Musgrave seven catches, one hundred and twenty four yards and a touchdown. Dontavian Wicks nine catches, one hundred and twenty eight yards. Now again, are those three the the for sure answers going forward? Don't Got know. Him. But they're good building blocks to go into next season with. I think what we are learning is they have to find a true one. You watch the Cowboys game yesterday. CD Land makes his one handed grab and all that. And you're watching, you're like, yep, they don't have one of them. You know, yeah. Devontae Adams, nope, don't have one of them. They need a true, legitimate one. And I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Right now, as they sit today, I believe they're six in the first round. They need to figure out how to get to two to get Harrison. They just do. They've got to figure out how to get to two to get to Marvin Harrison. And if that means giving up a one the following year, whatever they have to do, you go get a true number one wide receiver. Cause then it's Marvin Harrison, Jr. Jaden Reed Wicks and Musgrave. And then Dobbs, wherever Dobbs ends up after that, that's fine. But I feel better about that because now, no, he's not as tall necessarily. I don't think as Christian Watson, right? But he can stretch the field. He can get by people. He's got great hands. He does show special qualities of playing football. To me, that's that's what I want to do. That, that's what I want. I want a true bona fide number one. This whole time I've been saying left tackle, left tackle, left tackle, left tackle. And I think that's what they're going to do. So don't get it confused. Like I think they're going to trade for Marvin Harrison. But if it was me, man, I'd be really tempted right now. Because if you gave him a true stud one, this whole offense changes. You know what I do? Put me in the, let me be, let's play a little role-playing game today. Mm. All right. I like that. I want to be, I'll be Mark Murphy. Okay. Oh no. A better looking version of Mark Murphy. Here's my office. <laughs> and younger. Right? I call a couple people in my office. All right. Let's get Brian Gudikins on the horn. He's coming in. Let's get Jordan Love on the horn. He's coming in. All right. First, let's start with uh, Goody. We'll let him in the office first. Cause we want to get him. We want to get his bags packed first. Brian, thanks for your service, man. You ran this team into the ground. Three consecutive seasons, 13 <laughs> wins. Best quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers. Do you get him, T. Higgins? Nah. Who needed him? Do you get him, Odell Beckham Jr.? Nah. Who needed him? Just the Rams, the team that won the Super Bowl that year. All right, Brian, pack your bags because you cannot evaluate talent. And get the F out of here. Don't even grab a bagel. Get out of here. Back to Whitewater you go, pal. See ya. You'll never have a job in this league ever again. I don't even. I didn't know who the hell you were. I didn't know who you were ten years ago. All right, Goot's gone. Jordan, come here. You're a great kid. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think? Do you think you could handle the XFL USFL merger? Pack your bags. Get the hell out of here. You're a great kid. You showed some flash. Maybe you could be a backup in Atlanta to Desmond Ritter. All right, we got that second pick. Get get on the horn. Drake May. You are a Green Bay Packer. And just like that, the Packers, we got our franchise quarterback. We forget about this little mini era just the same way that I try to forget that Scott Tolzien ever ever, ever breathed on this planet. The same way that I forget that Brett Hundley urinated down his leg for an entire season. The last year we got of Jordy Nelson, I had to watch Brett Hundley throw him the football. White lightning. And then everybody's like, oh, Jordy Nelson's washed. Is he washed or is Brett Hundley the worst starting quarterback in the league? Well, Jordan Love is not the worst starting quarterback in the league. He may, he may be better than Pickett. He may be better than Desmond Ritter, but he's not better than Drake May. He's not better than Caleb Williams. 
and he's not better than Bo Nix. He might even be better than Michael Penix. I don't know. I need to see a little bit more Penix. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but yeah, man, like if you have the number two pick, that's the way it's got to go. And if Goot doesn't make that decision, then he's got to go. Well, you got to trade up to get two right now. I, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. you'll be yeah, there. Whatever right. we got to do, man. Yeah. If, if you could, but yeah. what I'm saying is if you could get to two, you don't take right. Marvin Harrison because in two years, there'll be another Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison's great. You know who else is great? Xavier Worthy. Like Texas's wide receiver room. All those kids, uh, you know, uh, Adunzier, all those kids at Washington. Harrison's great. Packers just need first-round talent. You know what I mean? Like, what's the drop-off between Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave? Like, every year we just got to get one of those dudes. We can't just, like, find the North Dakota State guy because he's 6'4 and he runs a 4340. All due respect to Jordan Love. Again, I thought he played really well yesterday. I just don't – I don't watch Jordan Love and think he's going to win a Super Bowl in this league. I watched C.J. Stroud yesterday, and I'm like – he just outdueled Joe Burrow. He's going to win a Super Bowl. I watched Kenny Pickett outduel Jordan Love in the fourth quarter, and I just have to be a realist. I watch Drake May every Saturday, and, you know, I, I need a shower after the game because I love him. I, I think he's – I would take him over Caleb Williams, and I think Caleb Williams is going to be awesome. He's being compared to Mahomes. So if they don't win another game the rest of the season and you could have one of those dudes, you have to take one of those dudes. You can't take Marvin Harrison, in my opinion. And if they don't, it just shows that Brian Gutekinds really has no clue. Because I don't – like, you look at these quarterbacks the next couple of years, man. Like, do you want Quinn Ewers? I don't. If this doesn't work out for – like, that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen enough from Jordan Love. Those interceptions were bad in the fourth quarter. It's always, you know, and, and then it'll be like Kurt Warner, whose new job, you know, other than like making terrible movies, the underdog on the Disney channel rated PG. Nobody's watching that nonsense, Kurt. All right. Like his new job, his new role in life is he's the quarterback defender. It's always, oh, Kenny Pickett sucked for three quarters, but he's a good kid and I see a lot of good. And then he like tweets this stuff about Jordan Love and you guys all freak out like, oh, well, Kurt Warner thinks Jordan Love's good. No, like he's the quarterback apologist for whatever reason, because he's a good guy. You know what I mean? But like, I have not seen enough Jordan love enough good from him to not want one of these other dudes, if that makes sense. So we when talked I about wanting to... and these tackles. I don't want right. these guys. I want Drake May, damn it, because this team sucks. We well, just lost to the Steelers. They're not a good football team. We got to win these games. What are anyway, they, six so... and three? Aren't they yeah, but they, look at their point differential. They get outgained in yardage every game. Every you know game. Why they, but that's what I'm saying. Like they are they more talented than the Green Bay Packers, in your opinion, the Steelers? Probably not. Take TJ Watt off that team. And like, isn't Rashawn Gary getting paid like TJ Watt? Did Rashawn Gary play yesterday? I'm not kidding. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah. Did he have a sack? I don't believe so, no. When is the last time he's had a sack against a good team, a decent oh, yeah, team? I, don't know. I like Rashawn Gary. I'm just saying, I watched the Packers, and it's a bunch of Jags out there. Just another guy. Right. I yeah. watched these other teams, like the Texans. The Texans, they were projected to win five and a half games. We keep saying, oh, Jordan loves young. You know who else is young? C.J. Stroud. And I wanted him, and everybody's like, you can't take C.J. Stroud. He failed the, the uh, you know, cognitive test. You know, and I'm like, what's on the test? Oh, I don't know, bro. But you, you sure. If you fail this, you're a bus. Well, what's on the test? Like it, it, somebody tell me what's on the test. You know what? Right. I, you know what? You know what test he passed? The eye test when he almost beat Georgia in, in the college football playoff. We need a guy like that, though. Sorry, go on. I, uh, I like I've said before, and I'll say it again. They're going to give him an extension. He's going to be here for at least another four years. That's how I think oh, this wow. is going to play. It's going to be a three-year extension, middle of the 
pack for pay and they're going to keep him. They're not going to bail on him after one year starting. No chance. And as we said at the beginning of the year, this season wasn't about wins and losses. You agreed with that, Ryan Horvath. You said, as did I, as long as we see improvement and see that they're going in the right direction by the end of the year, that's what this is truly all about. Well, now this is back-to-back weeks and we're not at the end of the year. We're in the middle of the season. Back-to-back weeks now where this offense seemingly is starting to pick up. Now, it coincides with Aaron Jones finally coming back and it coincides with A.J. Dillon finally playing better. Now, if we're going to talk about negatives, John Runyon has no business starting for the Green Bay Packers. He has none. I mean, there was there was one play, Andy Herman t- tweeted out from the Packer Day podcast. He is absolutely bull rushed, gets blown up, and blows up the play. Same linebacker, fast forward. A.J. Dillon now takes a linebacker and just absolutely destroys this dude. Runyon's the offensive lineman who should be able to handle, can't, and gets blown up. There are certain th- players on this team that are hurting them by being weak links right now. Horribly. Runyon is one of them. He's definitely hurting them. Rasheed Walker has had his issues at left tackle all year. He's definitely hurting at this point. DeGuara has had blown assignments. He's hurting them at this point. Uh, and Dylan, up until this point when Jones came back, hasn't been playing at the level he's playing at now previous to this. And he wasn't helping them either pre- previous to this. So I look at it and I just say, okay, look, I know we're not going to the playoffs. I know we're not winning a bunch of games. That's fine. But can we see growth? Can we see them getting better? And again, they did good in that game. Now they're going to get the Chargers. Okay. They're not going to beat the Chargers. The Chargers are going to throw up like 50 points. But will this offense be able to continue to move the football? I'm done with the defense, Horvath. I I do not care about the defense anymore. I know that Joe Barry's the coach. We're stuck with that the rest of the year. They're not going to get any better. It is what it is. Offensively, that's where the future of this thing lies, and that's going to determine if Love is here or not here. That's going to determine where everybody's at on LaFleur and this coaching staff going forward. That's going to determine a whole bunch as far as what they do in the draft next year and where they spend the draft capital. Because to this point, they spend it all on defense, which stinks. So now they're going to try and spend some of this on Jordan Love and helping Jordan Love out, you would assume. They didn't help Rodgers out, so maybe not. But that's the assumption that you're making going into this. So for me, I don't care wins and losses. I just want to see this offense move. If this offense moves the ball every week going forward, like they did this last week, I don't care what the scores are. But if they just move the ball down the field, field goals, touchdowns, whatever, I'm happy. I'm good. Like, that's enough for me. Because there for a stretch, they couldn't move the ball at all. It was one, two, three, punt. One, two, three, punt. One, two, three, punt. One, two, three, punt. And yesterday... None of that. That's what I want. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. I'm good. Now, again, if we go back to one, two, three punt for the last five or six games of the year, then you may get your wish. Then there may very well must say, no, he's not the guy. Like, he's just not the guy. Like, of 17 games, you know, 13 of them, we couldn't move the damn football and we couldn't do anything. Then I think maybe you get your, your chance to be like, peace. We're going to go get a different quarterback. But if they move the football like this, that's a big thing. Look, uh, where is it here? Jordan Love after the game from Ryan Woods Twitter account. I think getting things going early, putting points up on the board is the growth. Finishing games is where we need to get to. Um, Jordan Love on the Packers offense looking better, but still coming up short in the fourth quarter. I definitely like the direction we're heading in as an offense. Matt LaFleur expressed a lot of positives, a lot of growth from his young team. Please how Packers competed for four quarters on the road versus a good opponent. Indicated he sees light at the end of the tunnel. Quote, I'm confident if we continue with this, that we will end up on the other side of this. From Matt LaFleur, that all after the game 
quote tweeted by uh, Ryan Wood. Thoughts on those comments? Yeah, we're just on the different. We're on a different page here because I don't think that a team like the Green Bay Packers should go through a rebuild like this, three and six. Like Jordan Love again was a first round pick that you traded up for. You could have had Jalen Hurts, who's the best quarterback in the NFC. But it's over. You, you got quit living in the past, Horvath. Get to present. Get to present. Okay. We're worried about what happened. Let me ask, ask you a question: Stay When Al- when Patrick Mahomes took over for Alex Smith, how long did the Chiefs rebuild for? Chiefs weren't very good prior to that. Well, they won eleven games and they went to the playoffs, and, and the, so they and then the next year, sure. They, but they they Alex determined Smith that Alex Smith lost Tom Brady. Then the next year they beat him. They determined that Alex Smith couldn't get him over the hump, so they drafted Patrick Mahomes to get him over the hump. That's not the same situation yeah, but, as this. But then Patrick the Packers, Mahomes Patrick Mahomes didn't walk into a bare bare cupboard with a bunch of rookies and second year players and go, "All right, go figure it out, young man." That's not Patrick, what happened. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball to the guys named Sky Moore and and MVS. I'm saying the year he took over, he did not all rookies and second year players. He did not use Jordan Love walked into. Okay, but that's because Kansas City used draft capital on the offensive side of the ball for guys like Travis Kelsey and for Tyree Kill. Ryan Gutekind used draft capital on the defensive side of the ball. There's eight first round picks. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't. That's fine. You could be mad at Goody. I'm just saying comparing Jordan Love's situation to Mahomes. That's not fair. Oh, I mean, well, I don't, I just, what I'm saying is, yeah, I mean, Goody really messed this whole thing up. Like this shouldn't be a three and six team with a first round pick at quarterback. Cause like you're supposed to win with Jordan Love on this deal because you're able to pay guys like Rashawn Gary and Jair Alexander. And then I was told that like, you know, oh, Horvat, are you an Aaron Rodgers guy? Are you a Jordan Love guy? Because now Rodgers is gone, the team cancer, and we get to see the LaFleur offense where it's going to be ground and pound. It's A.J. Dillon, uh, the reincarnation of Derrick Henry and Mike Allstott in one. It's Aaron Jones, you know, Warwick Dunn, but even better, even though he fumbles in every single big game. You know, it's David Big Game Bakhtiari on the offensive line, fully healthy. Elton Jenkins is making how much money? This offense should be able to go out there and sustain drives, eat clock, and do what the Steelers are at least doing, and then you have eight first-round picks on a top-10 defense. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why – like, I don't know what I want to see from this team moving forward. Yeah, I guess growth, but it shouldn't be this bad. Goot really messed this up. I feel like if this is a bigger market, he gone, and uh, he should be gone because that defense. You Would you believe me if I told you that's the 10th defense in the league? They're top 10 somehow. Sure doesn't look like it. I mean, Joe you know, Barry gets a raise and an extension if they finish top 10. Man, no. Joe Barry's got to go. I think Goot's got to go. I mean, um, Murphy could stay, I guess. But you Ryan, know, what are you, how are you going to justify it? Okay, Joe Barry, you're fired. I had a top 10 defense. Yeah, I know. Mike Pettin was ninth in the NFL. I fired him to bring you in. So it's it's not a big deal. We don't like top 10 defenses. We'd rather rather roll the bottom bottom third defense because that's literally what happened. Pettin was a top 10 defense, and they said, we're good. Okay, we bring Joe Barry in, and now we're all complaining about Joe Barry, and he's got a top 10 defense again. Again, most of this year, this defense has not been the reason they lost. Most of this year, the offense sucked and couldn't score any damn points. That game yesterday was all on Joe Barry and the defense. They were horrible in the first half. Horrible. So I'm all about blaming him yesterday. I'm with you. But for a majority of the year, they're giving up like 17, 18 points, whatever it was. And that Packer offense couldn't get field goals, for God's sakes. They couldn't even score. So... To say that's all on Joe Barry, all these losses, I don't know if it's all on but, Joe Barry. Does he make dumb decisions at personnel? And you can see Andy Herman and these guys tweeting out things of, why are they running that defensive package in this yeah. situation at the goal line? Okay, fine. I agree with you. I'm with you. I don't think he's very good either. All I'm saying is, if you fire this dude and say, okay, you're done, 
Okay, so the next guy coming in, then in order for him to be a success, he's got to be what? Top three defense in the league? Top five well, defense in the league? Well, here's what I'm saying, right? So it's either like um, that, that somebody's got to go. Either like Brian Gudikins has to go or, or Joe Barry has to go because the eye test tells you, though, this isn't a top 10 defense. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't Great. take the football. What I'm saying, like if you watch Minnesota, Minnesota's winning football games right now. And they have Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. Reason being, out of nowhere, they went from having the worst pass defense in the league, a pass defense that was so bad that even though they're not even in the same division, they allowed Daniel Jones to throw 300 yards twice against them. You know, and now they have a top 10 defense. Nobody's talking about that for Minnesota. They have a top 10 defense because they hired Brian Flores, who should be a head coach. You know, I don't want to get into all that, but he should be a head coach. Instead, he has to take a DC job and he takes the worst defense in the league. And now they're number eight. And you saw it again yesterday. They shut down the Saints, and they won a game at home that they probably shouldn't have won against the Saints. They were underdogs and three-point dogs in that game because, you know, I guess a change of voice or a coordinator was that important. Um, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Packers have to make a change. Because I'm, not against, I'm not against getting rid of Joe Barry. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they got rid of Joe Barry. I'm fine with getting rid of Joe Barry. All I'm saying is if he ends the year with a top-10 defense, then what is the expectation for the next guy? The expectation for the next guy to be better in turnovers, even if you're ranked 20th in defense, but we get more turnovers. So I'd rather have turnovers than giving up uh, less yards. Because remember, this is the bend but don't break defense. Well, I think defensive rankings are based on yards allowed. So this bend but don't break defense, we give up all these yards, and you were still a top 10 defense, even letting teams march up and down the field against you. You know, that's that's something else just to kind of sit back and and, and think about a little bit. I, I don't think he's very good either. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I do. Um, now, now, the one aspect you can go at on all of this with Joe Barry is, would Quay Walker be used differently? And would Quay Walker be more of a difference maker if a def- different defensive coordinator was in here using Quay Walker differently? Meaning, if it was a different defensive coordinator, would Quay Walker be playing outside of inside? And would that suit Quay Walker better? Would they be blitzing Quay Walker more than what Joe Barry does? And that would that utilize his skill set more? What about Devontae Wyatt? Another guy that has been non-existent. Do they use Devontae Wyatt in a different way and they get something more out of Devontae Wyatt? We can have, Goody can be like, listen, top 10 defense, yay. But my problem as a general manager, since we like to role play in this show, my, my problem with you is as a general manager, my picks aren't being developed the way they ought to be developed. Like, my guys aren't getting better under you. And that's that. Well, how they come in is how they stay. Like Rashawn Gary, the exception, right? Rashawn Gary took off. Fine. I'll give you Rashawn Gary. He helped on the Rashawn Gary development trade. Outside of that, who else has that guy been? Now, next year's Lucas Van Ness is going to get to start because Preston Smith ain't going to be here. So next year, it's going to be either Angabari or Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary, one coming from either side. Will Lucas Van Ness take that next step or will he be who he is? Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But that would be my argument, I guess, going forward. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, it's, it's yeah. I, I But that that's thats what it comes down to, though. Like, I because mean. Because you have all those draft picks, Ryan. So it makes him look bad. It has you on Kernan Law and calling for Goot's job. He's got all these damn draft picks on defense, and they aren't playing like number one draft picks. So from Goot's perspective, it's like, dude, Y'all, you're making me look real bad because none of my guys are getting any better that I drafted. And I believe they're first round picks because don't get it wrong. An NBA GM drafts somebody. He's going to tell the coach how he wants him to play him. Like that's how this goes in the NBA. Hey, I drafted this guy. This is how I want you to play him. Period. That's it. 
In Major just, League Baseball, the GMs are telling these managers half the time what the lineup should be. And that's happening because all these hyper-analytic guys are telling these dudes how to run their team. I bet you that doesn't happen in Chicago with Council, however, because I'm pretty sure that drove Council nuts here. So that that is something to be thought of, too. This GM thinks these guys are all real good. And if he thinks you're the reason why Quay Walker's not playing like a dominant linebacker, if he thinks you're the reason why I'm not getting more out of Eric Stokes when he is healthy, and if you're the reason why Devontae Wyatt's not that dominant defensive lineman that I thought, then maybe he is gone. But whoever comes in next has to be has to explain to Goody why these guys are going to get better and how they're going to use them differently. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you also just have to look at like the guys that they pass on, though, too. I mean, it's guys like Chris Olave. It's guys... It, it just, I, I just never feel like they make the right decisions. And so it's either like Goot's not good at drafting or, or Joe Barry's not very good at this job. And I, and I just, I don't really know how Joe Barry continues to find work, uh, to be honest with you. You know, I didn't really like his resume when he got the job. He was the defensive I didn't like it either. for an 0-16 football team with the yep. worst defense in the league. He's LaFleur's guy. LaFleur's obviously going to be loyal to him. You know, maybe they're a package deal. They both have to go. There's no chance that LaFleur is going to be gone after this year, though, because he won 13 games three consecutive years. I just think this team's going to be a mess for, for a while now, unless they make the right decisions and they just kind of like move on. And Goot just kind of admits that he was wrong with some of these picks. Who knows, though? Maybe like Lucas Van Ness ends up being a player. Eric Stokes, maybe he comes back miraculously and he's I've a player. Maybe Jair gets over this shoulder injury that happened three years ago that's still keeping him out. You know what I mean? Maybe Wyatt's a guy. Maybe Quay figures it out. There's just a lot of maybes rather than a bunch of for sure things. And in the NFL, first-round picks are usually for sure things. Like, if you watch the league, if you watch college football, I just don't understand how you're passing on some of these guys out of the draft. I don't understand – you know, Lucas Van Ness barely even played at Iowa, man. He didn't start at Iowa. And everybody's like, well, underclassmen don't start, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, do you guys watch the SEC? Do you watch the college football playoff? Well, they These, do. They took two guys like, from Georgia. I wonder, like, what the hell uh, – yeah, but the wrong guys, in my opinion. Like, Quay, <laughs> I like Quay, the athlete. But, like, the knock on Quay at Georgia was he was always going to be a project because Quay's, like, at his best when he doesn't think. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, ah. I don't know. Hey, I, don't, I, got, I got something else for you quick here. Yeah. Okay. Do you view this as a positive on yeah. offense plays of 46, 40, 36, 35, 32, 28, 23, 20 to me, that, that those are huge explosive plays that they have not had on this team for a majority of the year. And that is another huge positive around this team. Even if you think Pittsburgh sucks like Ryan, which is fine, even if it's against them, even if it's against the damn Bears, I don't care who it's against. This offense hasn't been able to move the ball against anybody. So to get big chunk plays like this, A, it builds confidence for the quarterback for sure. It builds confidence in the wide receivers for sure. And I think it gives some a jolt of energy to the defense. Like, holy crap, we might actually be able to win a game or two now that they can score. I think it boosts everybody's confidence when you get those Bing Chuck plays versus, you know, dinking and dunking and dinking and punting and dinking and dunking and punting. That stuff drives everybody nuts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I saw a lot that I liked on the offensive side of the ball, except for those two turnovers at the end of the game. Right. And, like, that just keeps happening. And that's why I'm like, ah, man, like, that, that's that got to be cleaned up. Like, we're in week eight, week nine, week ten, whatever the hell week we're in right now. It all kind of blends in. Do you take and Watson we- off the field? Do you, do you no. take Watson off the field to say you're not throwing it to him? Like, I'm just taking him off the field, throw it to somebody else. Like, do you no, do that dramatic of a thing? 
No, I don't. I mean, he's really like, you don't really have a whole lot else and they have to get on the same page. You just said that this season is not about winning football games. It should be about getting those two guys on the same page Great. or else what are you going to do? Are you drafting? Like, can you really, even if Marvin Harrison's there, man, like, can you draft a wide receiver with this offensive line? David Bakhtiari's not coming back. How I deep mean, is the tackle position? Like, I thought tackle was deep tackle. this year. Like, do you like this defense enough? Like, do you like the safety and corner play enough? I mean, I, you can't take another damn corner in the first round. We no. can't continue to do that. Or a safety even. you got to find value later on in the rounds, yep. like second or third round pick. That's the other thing with Goo. These third round picks suck, man. Josiah DeGuara, oh, how have I made it a whole 36 minutes and seven seconds? I got to lay into him. He's the worst football player in the National Football League. He <laughs> has no point in the league. He sucks. He's that terrible. Point. Oh. Who does he have photos of? He, I don't know. I don't even have words anymore. Like he misses blocks. He's going to get somebody killed out there, whether it's Jordan Love, whether it's the kicker, the running you know, back. He's so bad, man. Why did, yep. why does the floor, why did you draft Tucker Craft and these guys? Like get them out there. Anybody yes. else? He can't play. And yep. that's another goop pick. That's a yep. third round pick. And I get it's a third round pick, but if you watch the league, like these guys are playing, whether it's on special teams and DeGuara, doesn't fill any role on this team. A couple of years ago, he had a nice block against Minnesota. God bless his soul for it, but he hasn't done anything since. It's like when the Cubs paid David Bodie because on Mother's Day he hit a grand slam to win a game. He's done nothing since. <laughs> I and he's that. making money. Yeah, like you know what I mean? It's like the lifetime achievement award. I, I wish we had that in our industry. Hey, you had a good show back May 18th in 2020. And <laughs> here's an extra 20K. Oh. It, I just I uh yeah, I don't know. But I, I do feel a little bit better about the offense. I'll say that. Also, though, the Steelers were without their best defensive player in Minka Fitzpatrick. He yeah. completely changes that defense. Sure. The Steelers are like the weirdest case in NFL history. I think I threw out this stat on Wednesday. When they're getting pressure with guys like TJ Watt, natural pressure, and they're getting after the quarterback, they're a top 10 pass defense. When they're not getting that pressure, they're a bottom 10 pass defense. I don't really like their corners. That's why they draft a kid like Joey Porter Jr. in the first round. He's still trying to figure some things out. So... Yeah, I did like what I seen. I want to see a little bit more moving along. And if it's like this, like all season long, though, I just haven't seen enough from Jordan Love. Like, yeah, there's some good. I'm not saying that he can't be a good backup or a quarterback for somebody else. But my goal for this team is to win another Super Bowl before I die. I don't want this to be the Chicago Cubs and have to talk about 2016 or talk about the one lucky magic carpet ride year we had with Rodgers and then plenty failures after. You know, the one year we had with Favre. I guess I would say the back-to-back years with Favre because just going back to the Super Bowl would be a lot of fun even if we have to lose to a team like the Denver Broncos. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that's what I want to get back to. I don't want to get – I don't want to be the Bears, man. Like, oh, hey, we're, we got three wins, but maybe Justin Fields is the guy, you know? Maybe we, maybe we have something here in Montez Sweat. No, I want to go back to – even if it's losing in the NFC Championship game every year, I want to go back to that. So we need to see a little bit more. You know, we saw that with Rodgers that year. They won six games, man. And Rodgers would lead them to that touchdown drive to take the lead. And then the stupid defense would blow it and give up a game-winning field goal. And you could bring up Rodgers' bad performances. But, like, every game people throw it my way, it's like, oh, Rodgers threw three picks. And I'm like, he had a separated shoulder. And he also threw a touchdown to, like, bring him back in this game. His arm was dangling in one of those games, remember? So I haven't seen – you're telling me you've seen from Jordan Love what you saw from Rodgers that first year? I'll ask you that question. I ripped Rodgers that first year for not figuring out how to close, close games. Yeah, I, I did. I will ask Gary Leroy. I was like, dude, they're they're losing these games because he can't figure out how to get them over the hump. 
Um, so yeah, I, I was critical of Rodgers that first year. He's not, listen, let's clarify something. And maybe I'm wrong. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, Jordan Love. So let's move on from that. Boop, put that aside. Okay. He's not, even in, the college, Rogers, he's not even in the college. Not, he's not even in the Mountain West Hall of Fame, dude. He led, fine, he, fine, he great. led the country in interceptions yeah. at Utah State against, you know, powerhouses like BYU. Yeah, and, fine. You know, okay, so university. Yeah, right. So, so fine. So he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer like Rodgers and Brett. Fine. No, I'm totally fine, fine with that. But you do not have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback to win a Super Bowl in this league. You don't. Trent Dilfer was not. I mean, there are plenty of guys that went there. Brad Johnson is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Plenty of guys that went there and won despite not being a Hall of Fame quarterback. And what happens is you've got Packer fans that have only known Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and now anything short of a Hall of Fame quarterback, they suck. They got to get rid of him. He's horrible. Well, no, no, that's not, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can yeah. be very good and still win a Super Bowl. Hell, you could be just above average and win a Super Bowl. You don't have to be in a Hall of Fame level because I'll tell you what, to have an Hall of Fame quarterback for 30 years and you've got two Super Bowl wins to show for it, Jordan Love might just be good and might stumble into a Super Bowl victory and have just as many Super Bowl wins and appearances as 12, who everybody thinks is God's gift. And then what? What does that mean? That just makes 12 look even worse. I, I'm just saying, like, he, I know he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think he can be good. Like, I do. And hey, we'll see. I'm cutting you off. And I want you to post this clip. And I want to fight with you because you know what? I'm not fighting I, with you. No. I have kids to fight you know with. What? I don't need to fight with you. <laughs> here, 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 here. Here's what I want to say really quick. It's not you. It's not you so much. This is why I need my own, I need my own show. Four hours. So why? Here's why. Right. Too, Ryan. Get that. All back. right. Well, here, 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 here. All right. You Here's have a, a show. Take. I hate that take that you don't need a quarterback, and then people are always like, "Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl." You don't need a Hall of Fame Johnson quarterback. Won a Super Bowl. Nope. Nope. Because I don't want to hear about that. Because that is like, you know, it's like the guy that got uh, bit by a mosquito when he died. You know what I mean? Like cutting the grass in his lawn. And then you know, if I get bit by a mosquito. You know, I'm on Google. I'm Let's on look that up. and I'm like, it, it, it rarely ever happens. Because ah, no, I disagree. Look it up. Nope. I, I disagree. Look it up. I want to know. I'll look it up. You don't even have to. But when we come back on Wednesday, I'm going to look it up. I want to know how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks has there been as participants in the National Football League Super Bowl and how many participants in the Super Bowl have not made it to the Hall of Fame? I, That's what I want. I'm going to look it up. I'm not I bet going you it's back closer. Look at what happened 50, in 1972 50. when Freddie Boom Boom Washington <laughs> was rushing for 500 yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were playing with leatherneck helmets. <laughs> I'm talking about today's league when you need an elite quarterback. And here's why I want you to post this because in today's league, you need an elite quarterback. Okay. Like San Francisco last season couldn't get past the Eagles. You know why they didn't have a quarterback, but Brock Purdy, in my opinion, was not going to outduel Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. All right. So a couple of years ago, the San Francisco 49ers were able to make a run to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting starting quarterback, right? In the NFC Championship game against us, of course, they rushed for over 300 yards. 250 of them came from a freaking third-string running back. Jimmy Garoppolo attempted nine passes. What happened in the Super Bowl two weeks later? They played against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes won that game because he's an elite quarterback. Give me this Tom Brady game manager nonsense all you want. Tom Brady 
against the Eagles in a Super Bowl loss was outdueled by Nick Foles. Nick Foles balled out of his mind. Okay, balled out of his mind. Okay, there you go. But like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you do need an elite quarterback, or okay. or Spark. You need an elite defense with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Whitewater Willie, Brian Gutekinds drafting guys. You know. Um, like Quay and Jair, like that's not a top five defense all time. Sure, you could win Super Bowls. Like even the Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Boom had Russell Wilson. He's most likely going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like you either need an elite defense like San Francisco has, and even if you do, you still probably lose in the big game if you don't have the quarterback. You need Mahomes. Even, okay, here's another great example. The Rams, they got to the Super Bowl. They played against the Patriots with Jared Goff. Jared Goff got embarrassed in that game. They realized, oh, man, even though we have this defense with Aaron Donald, maybe you know the greatest defensive player of all time and all these pieces on offense, we could only get this far with this guy. So they traded for Matthew Stafford. Sure, okay, good example. Probably not a Hall of Famer. But it He's might be a Hall of Famer. Much better. Yeah, I, I think so. Too. Stafford will much be. Better. Yeah, so they get him. They win the Super Bowl. They went and got their guy. Because Goff could get him to the game, but he couldn't win the game. Because you need the guy that could win you the game. Sure. Or you need an all-time defense. I'm just talking about you know, we got an all-time defense. We got no. Jair wearing the stupid big hat, running his mouth, but he's not playing like Ed Reed. Right. Playing I don't disagree with you as far as winning the Super Bowl. I'm saying just get – because you said earlier, I'd be happy just getting to the Super Bowl again in my lifetime. Well, okay. that's what we're talking about. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a Hall of Famer. Jared Goff is not a Hall of Famer. Nick Foles, like you mentioned, is not a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan, maybe. Uh, Cam yes. Newton, not a Hall of Famer. What'd you yeah, say? Okay, hold on. Yes, he is. Cam Newton's a Hall of Famer. No way. He was an MVP in this league. No. I don't think so, Brian. I don't. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. If Ryan ever has half of the year that Cam Newton had, then I'll t- take back everything that I say here. Okay. Matt Ryan, yeah. Cam Newton. Okay, fine. Move on. Joe Flacco and Colin Kaepernick was one Super Bowl. Neither one of those two are uh, going to the Hall of Fame. Historic Eli Manning will because he's got multiple rings. What'd you say? Yeah. Historic defenses, Baltimore and San Francisco. That was the Patrick Willis defense. Right. Remember what I mean? And then and then the, the Baltimore defense was still Ray yep. Lewis. Was I take back what I said, because as I'm going through this list, Super Bowl by Super Bowl, it is filled way more with Hall of Fame quarterbacks than it's not. Uh, Rex yeah. Grossman, definitely not a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's yeah, he, the, remember, he's the reason they lost that game. He couldn't feel the snap. Well, that that team was so lucky with deflections here, deflections there with interceptions and all this crap. It's the luckiest team in the world. Yeah, and Devin Hester was unbelievable. Erlocker and Lance Briggs on the same. Matt Hasselbeck. He's he's not a guy named Carrington Valentine. Right, Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, No, Jake Delhomme. No. Rich Gannon, Brad Johnson, no. Now, again, we're getting further back. No, Rich Gannon and Brad Johnson faced each other in the Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won. Uh, Trent Dilfer and Kerry Collins. Dilfer won that. Uh, no. Kerry Collins got hammered the night before and forgot that he had a game. Right. Chris Chandler yeah, was a starting time. Super Bowl I wanna, quarterback. I'm talking about the last decade, man. I'm just saying the further you get back, the less there is. Yeah. More recently, there's more Hall of Fame quarterbacks than not. The farther you get away from the last 10 to 15 years, then you start to see it more and more. So point made. He is Ryan Horvat. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. That MGM tonight, him, Trista Crick and Nick Ashu weeknights while the games are going on. Check them out uh, on the BetQL station near you, or you can just stream it on your Odyssey app. Uh, And of course, uh, myself, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer at Sparky Radio at 1250amthefan.com. Toy drive, toy drive, toy drive for Children's Wisconsin, November 27th to December 1st. Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. Hope to see you there from 8am to 6pm each and every day, Monday through Friday. 
I will be there for each and every minute of it. Come on out, say hi. We can talk about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about, uh, including uh, that idiot council. Uh, he has Ryan Horvath, C. Sparky Pfeiffer. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles. Toodles.